Well, ladies and gentlemen, we had some uh, <laughs> some technical <laughs> difficulties here. A little bit of technical difficulties. Just a little bit. Good. I mean, smooth, smooth jazz will help it out. It's what my viewers would expect here at New Record Day is for Ron to screw everything up. No, it's all but, good, uh, brother. New Record Day is live. Just got a notification. Woo! <laughs> Am I messing it up with my woos? Mm-hmm. No, man. Claire woos. Sounds good, man. I, I'm just going to be mute and Joey the entire show. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> This is round two. We've actually been just chatting amongst ourselves for about 15 minutes because <laughs> I started this stream and then I made it unlisted. So, yeah. Nobody we just... knew it was it was live. You guys were trying to get yeah. in. It was a good could. one, though. That one was yeah. good. We had yeah. good conversation. Yeah, so this is round two. Uh, welcome to the Daily Hi-Fi Show. Uh, my name is Ron um, from New Record Day, and I have uh, two incredible, handsome guests here hanging out with me. We've got... Uh, Michael, also known as Youth Man, and then uh, Joe from the Technicolor. Um, <laughs> my joke this time around doesn't stand. It doesn't work. Trying to figure something out. I was ready out this time. <laughs> hey, Joe guys. From, welcome, Joe man. from Joe and Tell and uh, Youth Man. What's up? Yeah, so uh, Daily Hi-Fi Show. Um, let me just kind of let you guys know what we do here. Um, we just have some fun. There is no agenda. We're just going to hang out. We're a bunch of hi-fi enthusiasts and audiophiles. And um, if you notice there in the title, we got a phone number. And if you notice here, we got a phone number. Give us a call. We'll take your calls right now. We'll actually chat with you over the phone. So uh, don't be shy. I've got my phone sitting here. I'm ready to take any phone calls. But gentlemen, um, I'm going to ask you this (laughs) same question I just asked you a few minutes ago. What do we have on deck? Uh, this is what our audience uh, loves to hear from us. What are we about to release in terms of uh, reviews and things like that? Uh, Youthman, you want to you go first? <laughs> Here's where the multitasking stinks, man. I was trying to reply to some comments here, man. Oh, they already opened the comments, huh? <laughs> you got it, man. They're in here. Okay, oh, we already finally. got some comments in here. Yeah. Oh. You got to keep an eye on those, Ron. Oh. I got, I've got it. I've got it. Ron's got multiple windows open. He's checking out everything. How is it going, going on, Youth Mr. Man Green? and Ron and Joe? Let me hop on. I want to see the, the comments, too. So this is going to be a podcast also on Anchor, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So anchor.fm forward slash daily dash hi-fi. Nice. Yeah, and you can fi- actually find us on all of your favorite popular uh, podcasting platforms. That includes Spotify as well. Just do a search for Daily Hi-Fi and you'll you'll find us there. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. We're doing good, man. My voice is a little bit deeper than normal. Um, just getting over a cold. But other than that, man, life is good. I thought it was a mic. I saw no. Michael messing around with his EQ earlier, so I don't, I don't know. Yeah. There's something fishy going on. Nah, man. <laughs> oh, you like the new mic? I do. Yeah. Sound great, man. So I just picked that up from Chana. Chana has like thirty extra mics laying around. He buys stuff, you know, and uh, sometimes he just doesn't use it. He just buys it just to buy it because it'd be cool, you know. <laughs> yeah, for sure. He just man. bought a new. Uh, y'all see his new toy, the what Oculus. Be, oh, the Oculus. Yeah, that was, oh, yeah. What a great video. What a yeah. great. What a killer. The guy is really. Yeah. He's just, talented, man. He's yeah, yeah. What is Cigar Obsession saying here? Uh, oh man, the show is a prime candidate to be the new Jesus chat line. I don't know about that. Um, yeah. 
Love the show. Appreciate it, man. And individual channels. Hey, thank you so much. Certainly, we do got appreciate folks that. from the UK. Look at there, Paul. What's going on, man? Thanks for joining us. Hi from the UK, Mr. Paul. Oh, I know Paul. Hey, Paul. How you doing, man? Paul Whitaker. Yeah, this is so cool to have this on my channel. What a what a privilege. So yeah, super excited to see what kind of questions are uh, thrown our way. Um, yeah, and I brought I brought the experts in all things hi-fi. Both Joe and Youthman are like hardcore cable guys. They know a lot about like really high-end cables. So you can test me. Oh man, <laughs> ask me. Anything They're gonna be you chatting want. about eddy currents and uh, <laughs> Onocast <laughs> wiring and. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh mercy! Yeah, ask away. Man, I'd love to take some callers. Ron, put that number up, buddy. Also, yeah. Ron, if you want to take calls, make sure you have your Bluetooth up. All right. Here's the number, guys. You Give us a call. If you got a yeah. question or if you just want to call in and say hi. I'm, my phone is connected to Bluetooth right cool. now, so I'm I'm thinking we're ready to rock and roll, my All friend. Right. I think. Do we got so, Darren in the house from Australia? Bluetooth. One day I want to go to Australia. Oh, no. Autofocus. All right. oh, did it not grab it? No, it, it grabbed your MacBook for a second. Come on, C200. <laughs> oh, okay. Come on, C200. <laughs> Money well spent. Camera. Oh, there Money he goes. Well spent. It's working. <laughs> hey, what was that movie with Brad Pitt where he's always eating? Brad Pitt always is eating. always eating. I think I that was um, like Ocean's Eleven, Ocean, okay. one of those Ocean's I haven't seen movies. any of those. Okay. Well, he was always eating in, in gotcha. every hey, scene, Derek. and that's going to be me. Very cool. Very cool. Joey, what are you eating right now? Is that macaroni and cheese? Macaroni <laughs> Joey hadn't had any had like dinner. Craft mac and cheese. <laughs> Dude. He eats, he eats high, man. He eats, dinner for know. champions. It'll be cool. You got it. For the podcast, they, they won't notice. <laughs> so, awesome. um, hey, I wanted... Hold on a second here. Got a question coming in. What do you think <laughs> about the T-Mobile 5G debacle? Out of the gate, it's not working properly like they promise. You guys know anything about that? I know nothing. I hadn't about heard that. it. That's just like our podcast today. <laughs> <laughs> Out of True. the gate, maybe they just got it in as unlisted. They just you, needed public. You, you know, guys are going to find it. out that I work for T-Mobile here pretty soon, and be like, "Oh, well, that explains everything." <laughs> yeah, it was Ron. Ron, Ron did it. it. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, I, uh, honestly, I haven't heard anything. I have T-Mobile, um, but uh, hadn't heard about the. 5G debacle. I'm excited about 5G. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Master. It's supposed to be really, really fast. Whoa. I know, Um, was it MK? I always forget how. MKH. Yeah. I always forget how his, his initials, but he's done several videos on that. Yeah. Yeah. First first one he did, he took, um, you know, a cell phone and he found a tower. And if he ducked around the building, speeds like drop like a rock. Oh, so he really okay. had oh, wow. to be pretty close, like almost underneath this tower right now. Yeah. So, and apparently they're rolling it out to, um, they're not like rolling it out. Like everybody's just getting this, you know, super fast, high speed, but you know, I'm, I'm excited to see, you know, certain areas, right. Technologies also awesome. have, uh, ISPs, like certain ISPs, like some places only have DSL, you know, <laughs> if you're lucky, you have fiber and you have hundred down, mm -hmm. hundred up. Yeah. But, um, I'm yeah, wondering if 5G will cover some of these areas where if you don't have good uh, internet service, you might mm -hmm. just be able to have 5G from T-Mobile yeah. and get those fast uploads and downloads. We'll see. I mean, this is 
And we're getting into everything, huh? Yeah, it's new technology, though. Yeah, it's think about it. I mean, in the hi-fi world, technology changes rapidly. Yeah, you know, and um, technology is a great thing. Uh, Rot's rule: the babies are doing great. Uh, Really appreciate you asking. Um, Yeah, they're doing fantastic. They're they're just amazing. Uh, So thank you. So you guys missed it last week when we had the the podcast. After we ended it, Ron goes and gets the baby. I'm like, really, dude. So you guys would have loved to see her, man. She's beautiful. Yeah, she's yeah, beautiful. Thank you, man. Uh, let's just see here. Got a question here. Hello, just order some double impacts. What do you think about them? Take care. Uh, GTS, I haven't heard the double impacts. Um, there's a lot of reviews out there that love them to death. I haven't spent any time with them, and I haven't heard them at the shows. So um, have you guys stumbled onto the double impacts at mm-hmm. any of the shows or anything? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a there's a dealer near me that has them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jeremy, uh, hey guys, new record day. What do you think about upgrading speakers? Danny's RP600M upgrade is very mm. interesting given the almost universally rave reviews of the stock model by YouTube audio reviewers. Sure. That is a really good question. Um, so <laughs> it's just happenstance that um, at the time that Danny sent me the Tech Talk, the Tuesday Tech Talks video, um, I actually had a stock pair of the RP600Ms in for review. I haven't honestly had much time uh, to spend with them, so I don't really have an opinion either way. I don't. I haven't spent enough time with the stock pair, and I haven't heard, you know, Danny's as well. Um, Danny's a great engineer. Uh, he is very much respected in the industry. He knows what he's doing, and I would imagine that. They sound fantastic based on what I saw if we're looking at things on paper. So measurements wise. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know, man. I'm I'm excited to take them both for a spin and see what the, you know, see how they sound. You know, what's interesting is I just recently reviewed the JBL 306Ps studio monitors. And in my measurements, I noticed that there was a dip in the frequency response around like 1.4 yeah 5 kilohertz or something like that and somebody in the comments mentioned that tuesday tech talk about how maybe the response i haven't watched that full video but how the the stock response of those clips speakers did also have that dip and that's kind of what he sought out to do is to to fix to some of those it. things is that yeah. is that what happened i you know i don't have the measurements on me joey but i do know that there was the, the way that they handled the first breakup mode on that woofer is they did an aggressive um, second order slope on the woofer. And he just, he just went about, he went about tackling that speaker in a different way without being so aggressive on the woofer. Um, but I don't have the measurements in front of me, so I don't know if that's exactly what he was after, but there was, there was a dip that started to show up in the vertical off access measurements um, Danny noted that the horizontal off axis on that speaker was actually pretty impressive. It, it wasn't bad at all. And he also noted that what they did with that tweeter was also pretty impressive. So I think for him, it was just trying to rework the woofer to work differently in that speaker is, is what he was going for. So, I'll, yeah, I was just wondering if maybe it was a thing with horns, you know, yeah. cause the JBL does kind of have that horn looking waveguide. And I was wondering if that notch that that I saw might have been on purpose. Well, what's That's weird. Of, what I was wondering. 
I don't know, man. I mean, what's weird about that speaker, and I always suspected this when I saw this, I was like, that's not a compression driver in there. So if we're talking about like textbook horns, it's not a horn. It's actually like a traditional dome tweeter with a horn-like waveguide. So right. it's kind of a hybrid speaker. And I think, I think, I suspect that one of the reasons why so many people are celebrating that speaker on YouTube is it might be the perfect clip speaker for people that don't like clip speakers because it sounds different than all of them. I, I, I'm suspecting that might be the case. So they're just like, let's make it, let's make it look the same, but not use the same exact tweeter. <laughs> yeah, yeah like, sure. They went to a vented horn or a vented tweeter, so I know that's. Uh, and then even the waveguide is different. I don't know. know what a vented tweeter is. Um, to add to Jeremy's question, will you review those upgrades and compare to the stock versions? I don't know yet. Um, I am going to be definitely reviewing the the stock one for sure. Um, they <laughs> were kind enough to send that out to me, and I'm obligated to do that review. In terms of the modified version, I got to talk to Danny about that, get that organized, and find out how I want to flesh that out. So I don't know. That's the honest answer as of today. All right. Too cool. I'm looking at all the comments here. Yeah, that's what I'm reading through. There was one that said, like, what is this about? Is this his first yeah, time? He it. wants to know what mm-hmm. this is about. Yeah, yeah. yeah so Paul. the Daily Hi-Fi show is something. So Daily Hi-Fi, uh, please bookmark dailyhifi.com if you haven't already. Um, think of it as basically like a hub, like a news hub for um, four different channels. That, you know, is by yours truly, New Record Day, and then uh, Joe from Joe and Tell, uh, Youth Man, and then... Um, if you're into it, Techno Dad, you know he's 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 on there as well. Um, no, I love I love China. Uh, this yeah. is just like an ongoing joke that will never go away. But anyways, um, so what it is is it's basically a hub where we can actually take all of our combined efforts as creators, content creators for HiFi, and toss it over into one spot. So you got mm-hmm. a one stop shop for everything that we're doing. And there's also some exclusive content on there, uh, some podcasts and things like that. And there's going to be even more of that as, you know, we start peddling along and moving this thing forward. Um, So the Daily Hi-Fi show is kind of unique. And it was something that we all started thinking about, kind of a brainchild of all of us working together to say, wouldn't it be cool if you guys could call in? and chat with us and just hang out with us for the evening and we'll answer your questions. And so that's what the daily hi-fi show is. And so it gives us an opportunity to interact with you guys. Sometimes we have, you know, kind of topics and we'll kick it off that way. But other times we're just literally hanging out. This is, this is literally what we do every day. I just um, came from target know. before I jump jumped onto this. So that's why I had to eat. I was like sweating. So, <laughs> I think the reason why we also don't come up with so many topics because the last time we got bombarded with all kinds of phone calls. Lots of calls. Oh, yeah. So, Probably, what, 15 calls? Yeah, that's the hour? other thing. That's a lot. Is a lot of times if um, if we get some good calls, mm-hmm. you know, some interesting stuff that I think that people might want to watch, <laughs> uh, a lot of times we'll cut up this podcast and post those smaller videos on our mm-hmm. channels. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But yeah, you can, you can call in. There's a number there. You can call in the number. Give us a call. I think usually it's like when somebody starts it off, then it just yeah, it snowballs. It's it's oh, non-stop. well, that was easy. We yeah. don't bite. You know, I just uh, like to I, hang out. I just realized I didn't answer your question about what I have to review, Ron. Yeah, what do you got in? <laughs> what do you got? Man, in, I got so much stuff. I've been doing um, <laughs> studio monitors. Yeah, 
lately. I got a pair of the Hercules Monitor 5s. Hercules, Hercules. I really like them, right? I was impressed. <laughs> I, you can always laugh. I don't know why you're laughing. It's just, I think they hit you up and you said no, right? It takes me back to a previous life, you know, that it's like the typical... Oh, we got, we got a caller here, guys. What did I say? Hello, caller, are you there? Hello? Hey, how's it going? No, that was just me. Going good. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Hey, are you there? Yeah, I'm, I'm here. Okay, cool. What's your name? I'm Louis, and in the chat, I'm tech for your needs. Oh, tech for your needs. Okay, cool. And it's you said it's Louis. And every time calling because I'm trying to get back to the swing of YouTube, and I would like to know what is the best uh, microphone setup for audio to improve my voiceovers and everything. Oh, the best oh, microphone. Oh, there you oh, go. I, did. I think Joey Joey's got the hookup on that. Under two hundred. Under two hundred dollars. Oh man, what a great question! Because <laughs> we always talk about how audio reviewers, a lot of times, they're not so focused on their sound production, right? And we're all about that. So we've been messing around for the past hour to make sure that our audio is as good mm-hmm. as we can possibly do it for right now. And we're spending money and all kinds of stuff to make sure the sound is good. Um, to answer your question specifically. There are a lot of good mics. My recommendation most of the time is to get some sort of audio in- interface if you don't already have one. Maybe, you know, a popular one is a Scarlett 2i2. I think Behringer makes some. I'm not sure. I would stay away from the lowest end ones. I have one and the preamp is not so great on it. Um, but something with an XLR, I would recommend that as opposed to going USB just because if you go XLR, then um, you have options to... Uh, expand in the future and you can use that mic on different different things right as far as the mic itself what's i mean this one's a good one this one was sent to me by road this is the road pod mic and this is 99 bucks and i think it sounds great yeah. the mic i used before was a behringer xm 8500 and that was 18 dollars. i've seen it for 18 sometimes it goes to 20 something dollars and that's what i've been using so far i would basically i'm saying I would recommend using a dynamic mic instead of a condenser mic because a condenser, mm-hmm. which Ron is using right now, but he has a whole setup that allows that to not be an issue. Uh, it doesn't pick up as much background noise, right? Yep. So Correct. right now my kids are right over mm-hmm. there, right? Mm-hmm. I can see I can see them. They're watching TV, and hopefully it's rejecting some of that sound. If I were to use my other microphone, uh, it's a condenser, you'd hear everything. So, uh, pod mic is a good option, ninety nine bucks. Um, the one that you're using, Michael, is more. I think yours is two forty nine or something like yeah. that. But you got a youth man deal, so I did. Really, I did. That's not really it's not a thing. fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, if you have to go with a USB mic, you know you have you have a lot of options. Like Blue makes the Yeti, which is very mm-hmm. popular. You've used. Well, yeah, that's a, that isn't that a condenser as well? <laughs> that is a condenser. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I think audio. When if you're doing hi-fi type of reviews, I think it's Invest worth it to have a good microphone. If not, I you know I'm, yeah, I'm doing cool. a lot of reviews. So this leads to my other to my answer to your question, Ron. Some of the other stuff I'm doing is I'm doing a monitor speaker, but I'm also doing a lot of mic reviews coming up. Okay, mics mm-hmm. from cool. uh, Deity, from a company Cinco and Broad. 
So does that oh, answer your question? Lewis, hopefully that's helpful, man. Is that helpful for you? Yeah. You have yeah, any follow-ups to that? Yeah, thank you for calling in. We appreciate it, man. Appreciate it, man. Okay. Okay, thanks. All right, bye-bye. Bye. Man, that's that's the best question to have right now because we're all about the mics. Ron, what do yeah. you want? What what do I want? Yeah. What do you mean? What you cool with your mic right there or you know, you know what I want, Joe. <laughs> I know. I'm just priming it. I know what you want. Give me that SM7B. What's There's wrong just... with that mic, though? Your no, mic sounds I, great. You know what? It's interesting that you say that. Like, every time that I keep hearing Chun, and I don't know if it's just a setup, but it, it does sound a little bit dark to me, and I kind of like the crispiness of this. It kind of has that yeah. that zip, and I kind of like that. So It sounds good, man. It sounds... I'm digging it. I think it depends on the voice, right? Yeah. Yeah. Depends on your voice, but I know what you're saying when it comes to Chana's. It just sounds um, very consistent, though. It yeah. Loud or, or low, you know, it's just consistent the whole time. And I can yeah. see for a long listening how that would be helpful. <clears throat> yeah. Um, I got a question here coming in for me. Um, hopefully, I did this right. Um, I would recommend um, if you check out Rogue Audio. It's been a while since I've been on their site, but I know that they What's have... What's the question? Sorry, Ron, to interrupt, but for people who are listening in. Yeah. I've been checking out your past videos on phono preamps and wondering if you could make a recommendation on a phono preamp, new or used, under $600, $1,000, ideally with a mono switch, MM and MC. I don't know for sure if you're going to find a mono switch on these, but if you check out Rogue Audio's offerings on phono preamps, uh, I know that they've got a solid-state phono preamp at a thousand bucks that I have spent some time with. I've heard, I think it's the Triton and uh, I like it a lot. So that would be a recommendation. But the truth is at that price point, there are so many phono preamps now because of just the vinyl explosion that I think there's enough competition out there and enough people trying to make a great product. I would be shocked if you would be making a, like a bad choice. I, I think at that price point, you're probably going to find some good stuff. If you're going used, I would recommend the Parasound JC3 Junior. Um, you could pick that up for a grand, and that does have a mono switch. So that would be my my recommendation there. Hey, hey Ron, to yeah. follow up with that question, you know, I do budget audio stuff, right? And so yeah. I think a popular budget option is that Art DJ Pre Phono preamp. It's like very inexpensive, like under a hundred bucks. Have yeah. you had any experience with that? Like, just tell me honestly, if it, does it suck? What, what's up? I don't know. I haven't, Joey. I mean, the truth is, so so at its price point, it's going to be a chip amp. So it's just going to be like the most simple chip, you know, amplification device that you can make. Um, but you know what? Sometimes those don't sound all that bad. <laughs> so who am I to say? It might actually be fine. Um, you know, so, so when I hear like chip amp, like that's kind of like a bad, bad term with the high end, hi fi audiophile community. But this is my phone is just a chip in here and it does all mm -hmm. kinds of stuff. It connects to like satellites sure. around the world and, yeah. I'm, you know, it does a lot and it's a chip. So why is yeah. that a bad thing? Um, let's take another question. <laughs> <laughs> I get now, you though. I know. What I, I think, you know what, in all honesty, and I think this is starting to show through is that I think that what it is exactly what you just described is it's almost like we've created the idea that it's a blanket statement that it's all bad when the truth is maybe that's not the case. And maybe we can just be more open-minded about exploring those things and checking them out before we decide, does this thing really suck or is it actually not, not too bad? So and that's why it's so interesting to have us like I'm reviewing 
more budget audio stuff. Yeah. You re- you view uh, more high end stuff, and you have yeah. more experience with some of the higher end gear, which is cool. We get to kind of compare notes, right? Yeah. And I've reviewed high end stuff, some high end stuff myself. I've heard it at the shows, um, but that's kind of cool to be able to do that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. Let me uh, hit up some of these questions real quick. Yeah. Ronnie had the Hypex amps back years ago. What caused you to move away from them? Um, I just needed the money. That is the honest truth is I, it was at a point where we needed some quick cash. So I had to ditch those. I love those. Um, those Hypex monoblocks are fantastic. I still recommend them to this day all the time. People emailing, you know, emailing me like, Hey, I need a lot of power. I need something efficient. And, you know, classy doesn't bother me at all. I, I very much like those monoblocks and the do it yourself offering for those is ridiculously easy to do. Um, if you watch my video of me doing the soldering, you don't even need to solder anymore. It's just like these little connectors that you just plug together and off to the races you go. Uh, let's There's see. All these, a lot of comments you got to follow Ooh. up on here. I know. I know. We got El Jefe in the house. That's all I know. Yeah, I saw him. El Jefe's on. Look what you did, El Jefe. <laughs> I got these KZKS10 Pros and man, I'm enjoying these. What do you think? Okay, let's uh, let's. I'm gonna have Joey answer this question. I want to see how he does on this on right. this one. Uh, what do you find best to widening the sweet spot? Uh, put front speakers far apart or closer together? Okay, uh, Eric. So I I invented this thing where you put the speakers right. You put them like right beside you, <laughs> and then you kind of move them forward, inch them forward. And so it's something that's exclusive. Nobody else has ever done it except me. <laughs> Did you do a YouTube video called yeah. uh, Soundstage Secrets Exposed? <laughs> nice. Did you do that? You do that one? That yeah, exactly. I, di- I didn't see that on your channel, Joe. <laughs> oh, I'm, oh. Yeah, I must have missed that one. Okay, gotta go, guys. <laughs> yeah, Ron, you're the you're the one who who made a video about that. So if if you're trying a different to... approach, definitely a different approach. Okay, it's 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 actually it's actually as I'm assuming that you're probably thinking, Eric, is if you want a wider sweet spot, then you need to. You need to bring the speakers out further apart, but you got to be careful because there will be a point where that center image collapses. If you get them too far apart, then you lose that center image and it just kind of turns into like a diffused sound. So there's a balancing act that you got to, you got to do when you're, when you're doing that. Yeah. So play with, okay. So play with toe in, right? Play with, play with a toe in, toe out. A lot of it has to do with your speakers and Mm -hmm. how they project the sound right so yeah. some are going to have a narrower pattern right yeah. some are going to be wider so it's going to be highly dependent on that some speakers you can point facing like directly forward mm-hmm. and you're going to have a wide sweet spot right yeah other ones you're going to have to cross o- <laughs> like ron we were laughing at those ones that are like crossed over <laughs> in front of you yeah. yeah that could be the best way you have to play Crossing with the toe ends yeah. and, and i know, I know guys that do that back. yeah so i know for my for my setup i tend with my speakers my rf7s or clips um, I tend to angle them in, and if you were to take a laser pointer and put it on top of the speaker, right down the line of the tweeter, where the two would intersect is going to be a little bit, maybe like a foot behind my head. Mm. Is just where it sounds the best in my room. There you go. And I would imagine that may, you know, some people talk about, you know, having kind of like an equilateral triangle. Yeah. So if your speakers are eight feet apart, then your listening position should be close to eight feet as well. Yeah. From from each one of those speakers. 
And so if you've got a wider room, you know, you're at 10 foot, then you need to be about 10 foot back. And so, like they said, every speaker is going to kind of image differently. Um, for my setup, like I said, I prefer to have my speakers aimed pretty much right behind my listening uh, position where my yeah. head is. Yeah, that's actually that sounds pretty close to what I prefer as well. Um, Michael is um, generally when I get in a pair of speakers in for review, mm-hmm. I'll bust out the little laser pointer, set on yeah. top of the tweeter, and then I'll actually sure. have it pointing at my shoulders. And that's usually <clears throat> gotcha. where I start. So mm. if we're talking about them pointing at my yeah. shoulders, they're pretty much right behind my head. Right. And that's that's where I typically start as well. Hey, sure. Joey, we got a question for you, bro. Yeah. So I see it. Uh, it says, are you planning on getting more car car audio related videos on your channel? Really enjoyed your podcast with the 12 volt talk guys. Uh, yeah, I'm always open to doing all kinds of different things. I don't want to box myself in and say, I only do these types of reviews. My channel is called Joe and tell not Joe and tell audio. And the whole purpose of me starting the channel was just, just to review stuff that I thought was fun and interesting. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to share with others. And if I'm passionate about something, then I'll do a video about it. Cool. What about that hater Jay? Oh yeah, I haven't, haven't seen him in a while. Is he coming uh, back? He's, Dude, he's I was kind of like he was—he was growing on me, man. Yeah, and then he—he no, no. he like ghosted us. He, I think he's been, been trolling my channel lately. To be honest, he's with trolling you. your channel. I'll call <laughs> him up. I'll call him up. Nice. <laughs> All right, let's got? see here. Maybe we can um, even have him on a podcast one day. <laughs> looks like we got some questions here about cables. Um, so we're asking 12 AWG or 16 AWG banana plugs, <clears throat> b- banana plug wires. Okay. Bust them out, Ron. Show, show us what you got over there. Oh, boy. We're on your channel this time. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, look, when it comes to, you know, when it comes to um, runs, so cable runs, how far away the speaker is, that's going to matter. And then it also matters how much power are you sending the speaker? So if we're getting down to like, you know, technical brass tacks, the reality is, is 12 gauge or 16 gauge is probably going to be fine for most applications out there. It would be difficult for me to try to just throw something your way saying, oh, you should definitely go with Mm -hmm. the 12, you know? Uh, Well, really, it's just going to come down to what is the application? How far is the run and how much power are you sending it to it? If you're like, hey man, I just got some Wilsons and I've got, you know, I've got the latest, you know, Macintosh monoblocks and they're, you know, 6,000 watts, then we'd be having a little bit of a different conversation. I would not recommend 16-gauge wire in that particular scenario. So it really just depends on what is the application and what are you going for. Generally speaking, the gauges that you just mentioned are going to be fine for the vast majority of applications out there. So, you, yeah, e- well, either in my video, In my video, I talked about cables in that one video of course it's a hot topic always mm-hmm. right That's but true. i basically said if you're gonna get some wilson's how much were those wilson's you reviewed ron 15 yeah i 15 think they're g- fifteen thousand. yeah all right so i like these these cables from mica that are i think 12 or 14 gauge they have banana plugs on the ends and i think they're like 20 or 30 bucks right i like those mm-hmm. i like those cables yep. if i had those wilson speakers would i get those cables even though i love them Probably not, right? Do I believe yeah. that some other speaker cables will do? But I, I haven't experienced anything like that. I haven't tested them, so I don't know. This is a true answer, right? I would, I would kind of like guess. My hypothesis is, I don't think that I would hear an audible difference. Maybe I would, but I would still spend the money on the more expensive cables 
in that case because it matches my speakers. Kind of a peace of mind. Yeah, right. It, yeah. It, just because it matches. Because yeah. it, it doesn't make sense to skimp on that. I don't know. It's just more of like if you're going to go luxury, right? Those speakers are unnecessarily, not unnecessarily, but they're expensive to the yeah. point where why wouldn't you just spend more on everything, right? Yeah. That's um, kind of my mindset. Um, yeah, it makes yeah, sense, man. I think that's it. That's cool. I think that's a reasonable way to look at it. How about this, though? Uh, to add to that question, banana plugs, a lot of people in that video said, you know what? Spades are better because you can crank it down, really get a strong connection versus bananas. And I, yeah. I could see how that might be true. It's just for me, the convenience. I'm always swapping out speakers right. for my reviews. And that's me. For reviewers, man, banana plugs. It's like yeah. I'm not I'm not going to sit there and like sure. unscrew stuff each and every single time. Yeah. But um, and especially so, like for guys like myself with home theater, you know, I'm hooking up 11 channels, 11 speakers. <laughs> Yeah. I'm swapping out receivers. I'm swapping three out years ampl- later. amplifiers. Yeah. <laughs> it's a pain. And a yeah. lot of guys don't yeah. have the luxury like I do. I can pull my cabinet out, climb in behind it and attach wires. But a lot of guys don't. And so they're trying to slide it out and, you know, get them connected, reaching back there. I mean, I've had a manual before reaching behind, looking at the manual going, okay, all right, it's this one, you know, it's just, so banana plugs are just a convenience. Yeah. You're not going to hear any difference. It's not going to be an audio audible difference, but it's an incredible convenience time saver if you swap out speakers or amplifiers yeah. and a receiver. Um, if you set it and forget it and you keep it for 10 years, really there's no benefit of having banana plugs at that point. Yeah. So, yeah. But you can get some very affordable ones, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, cool. Mr. Slick asks, hello, all is a Sprout 100 overrated. Thank you. Um, I have reviewed, uh, the, uh, Sprout 100 and no, I, I don't think that it's overrated. Um, I think it was for what the design goal was and is with the Sprout line. I think that especially if we compare it to the original Sprout, I think they made a lot of really smart moves and, you know, getting rid of that base bump, you know, that, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was that was a good idea to where you can engage it and disengage it as you want. Um, yeah, I, I like a I like the Sprout 100. So here's an interesting question from Ray: uh, What are the best looking wife approval do-it-yourself speaker designs that you guys have seen? Um, I think that the Dynas are actually a pretty handsome looking speaker. I got I gotta say, thank I gotta you. say, pretty thank handsome. You, thank you. Uh. Thank you. And I'll, my response would be, for some reason, my wife seems to like white speakers. Yeah. Maybe mine, mine does we as well. have like light walls and so it kind of mm-hmm. blends in more than, you know, a black speaker. She has like more modern contrast. decor? What's that? Like, does she like modern decor in your house? Yeah. That maybe, more than maybe traditional. Something that matches. How about that? Mm-hmm. Something that exactly. matches your decor. No. Yeah. So if you have a lot of like certain type of wood, try to get a matching. Uh, wood grain on your speakers right and if yeah. you're doing uh, DIY then you can you can do whatever you want yeah yeah which other ones you know what I also like uh, overnight sensations are like yeah. cute little speakers yeah those are those are those are cute <laughs> those are cute and they sound good I've made them you've made those yeah oh, I didn't know that yeah. huh. I've huh. made the C notes too but uh not as not as uh, enjoyable for me as the overnight sensations. 
It's kind of an interesting little, uh, not really a question, but just jumping into something we were just discussing from the uh, the true voice of reason says, when you try to compare discrete versus chip amps, you have to remember that it's all in the overall design and build of each type. I think this is actually something we should highlight. Um, there are amazing units in both types and pure, um, I can't say that word. Um, <laughs> Unadulterated, yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah, so the word after that. <laughs> yeah, feces. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think that oh, that's goodness. actually a really solid point is that why concentrate on the chip amp when we're not even discussing, well, what about the power supply? What about the other topology? What about everything that is making that unit work? I think that you do have to take that into consideration. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, even, you know, we were talking about Class D. I know you have an upcoming review, Ron. Yeah. About Class D. And even when you're talking about Class D, there's also like Bash, right? Yeah. Which is a hybrid of A, B, and, and Class D. Yeah. So I think what you're saying is exactly right. You can't, you can't generalize. You can't put so them much. all in a box. Yeah. 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 It's true. It's true. Uh, let's just see here. Oh, why are you skipping over the home theaters question? <laughs> oh, did I? <laughs> he was waiting Cotton for that dude, one. man. What's up with that, man? Do you, Do you guys, guys angle your surround speaker? <laughs> excuse me, your surround speakers also. Uh, youth man, you're up to bat. What what Appreciate do we say? I do not, um, but I have wide dispersion uh, speakers. Back in the day when we had um, Dolby Pro Logic, now I'm going back many, many years, um, the idea was to take your surround speakers at that point. It was pretty much a 5.1. You'd have three speakers up front, left, center, right, two surround speakers in the back, and typically you'd put them in the back corners angled towards your listening position. Um, nowadays with things like Dolby Atmos, DTSX master, um, you know, that sort of, um, formats, typically you're not going to need to angle those, your surround speakers. If you go to best place to, that I could advise you to is go to, uh, Dolby's website. And actually I'll see if I can pull it up here. If you go to Dolby's website, they give you some really great, um, uh, what do you call it? Like diagrams, Dolby Atmos. So if I can pull it up here, here we go. Speaker guides. Perfect. Okay. So let me do this. Let me see if I can share my screen here. Gotta get back to you. All right, so we're going to share. Just reading the comments here. All right, let me know if you guys. Oh, mercy. <laughs> did you see that? It like I did. crazy. All right, is it showing? Because I'm not going to switch yeah, back. Yep. Okay, so on this, basically I just did a Google search for Dolby Atmos. So if you've got a Dolby Atmos setup, they've got a great website. If you scroll down here, there's a button that says Dolby Atmos Speaker Setup Guides. And so what's nice about this is it'll show you different layouts. So if you've got five speakers, which would be a front left, center, front right, and then two surrounds, if you click on that, it'll tell you what angles that they recommend. So it just depends on, mm. like I have mine for the most part, they're about here because I have my front seating position here. And then back here, I've got my second row right here. But instead of angling here, I've got mine angled 90 degrees coming this way. Okay. And again, mine are wide dispersion, so I'm going to get sound that's going to travel this way. 
and sound that's going to travel this way and hit the back wall and bounce. That's cool, man. I dig so it. this is a this is a great website. So if you just if you're wondering about angles and and things like that, as you can see here, they've got five point one, seven point one, nine point one, all different types of setups. And then if you see something that says like, let me scroll down here. When it gets to 5.1.2, the five is the five speakers, the main floor level speakers. The point one is going to be your subwoofer. And then the point two, that last number is going to be how many Atmos speakers. So you can see here they've got up firing Atmos that basically sit on top of the front floor standing speakers and they'll hit the ceiling and bounce towards you. You can have something like this where it's overhead. You've got 5.1.2, so five on the floor one subwoofer and two in the ceiling and then you have four. So what I run in my home theater is a seven point. Um, I call it a 7.2.4. Technically it's still a 7.1.4 because the point one is the number of channels in the LFE, which is only one. Mm. Um, that's why you don't really see a 7.2 anywhere. Um, but this is basically where mine is right here. It's a 7.1.4. So I've got seven speakers here. So this is pretty similar to what I've got, but it looks like their speakers are actually in front of the couch, which isn't really ideal. It's supposed to be 90 degrees. So if I click on that, it's probably a better image over the top. There we go. So as you can see here, those side surrounds are 90 degrees here, but they can be up to 110 degrees. So basically this speaker could be back here a little bit. So if you're good with math, you could kind of figure out what those angles are and how far you could get away with doing that. So here, this is exact, pretty much exact replica of my theater room. So we've got three front speakers, four, five. That's your 5.1. I've got another subwoofer over here, so that's what I call 0.2. And then you've got two surround backs back here, so that makes 7.2. And then you've got four in-ceiling speakers two in front of the listening position, two in the back of the listening position in line with your main towers. So it's just a great website. Ron, do you, awesome. you taking notes? Um, yes. Have, yeah. Yes. Two channel Ron. Uh, yeah, no, I, I've got uh Dolby Atmos seven back there. It's doing really well. So <laughs> checking the specs of the rotary girder, you know, it's, you it's awesome, man. Well, you have the, you know, you have left and right, right? So you have two, and then you have mm -hmm. two subs. So you have 2.1 2. 2. with a phantom center, mm -hmm. right? I do. Actually, I do. So, um, yeah. Uh, recently started diving into uh, just Bluetooth from the Apple TV right into this little black box over here, which is the NADM10. Love that little guy. And uh, we've been having a lot of fun. Uh, I nice. mean, it's it's been a lot of fun. Uh my daughter, uh, Georgia, who is, is now four, you know, she's always like, daddy, put on the big speakers, put on the big speakers. And so it's, that's how you get youngsters into hi-fi. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. That's how you do it. So, yeah. Um, this is kind of a cool question. I kind of want to see what you guys think on this. Uh, 5k for speakers. What's your thoughts? A pair of bookshelf with powered sub or subs or by a good pair of floor standing. What do you guys think? Ooh, that's always a tough one. Who want? Okay, I'll go. Go for it. Jump for speakers. On, All right, pair of bookshelf. Hmm. For five Gs, can you get uh, a pair of floor standing speakers that will get down to twenty hertz? That's that's kind of the question. 
I'm not sure that you can. Maybe you can, Ron. You can. Yeah, you Tecton. Can. Tecton has some offerings that would hit that. Even those uh, impacts, they they did 20, 20 hertz. So yeah, huge though, right? They're big. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I think it's going to be dependent on you care what the size of the speakers are going to be because if you want to go floor standing, they have to be big. Mm-hmm. You're just going to have to be big. Um, versus if you got some bookshelf speakers, you can get some nice quality ones and then kind of put the sub somewhere else, right? Yeah. So. I tend to lean towards the sub just because I think it, this is also dependent on whether your uh, your receiver or whatever you're connecting it to uh, has the option to uh, set the crossover point, right? If you don't have that, it's going to be a little bit tougher, right? Yeah. So it depends on what you have. If you can set the crossover point, I would say sub and two nice bookshelf speakers will give you a good sound. Uh, for that price, maybe get two subs, two subs and and two bookshelf speakers. Now you're speaking um, my language. Yeah, but but a, a lot of people still like they still prefer two full range speakers mm-hmm. because of the cohesiveness. I would say right. Mm, so they've okay. designed the everything to kind of work together. But I would say it's designed to work together in their place, right? Not yeah. necessarily in your place. So. I like the flexibility of being able to move your subs around so that mm-hmm. it's optimal for your location. You can set the crossover point for your taste, for your location. And so that's, I'm, I'm going to go with the separate. Okay. I think for me, I mean, my vote would be floor standing speakers. Um, I've heard um, different smaller speakers, bookshelf speakers, even good bookshelf speakers in my house. Um, to me with a floor standing, you just get a much bigger enveloping sound than you typically do with a bookshelf speaker. So yes, a subwoofer is going to add that lower end, those lower octaves. Um, if you're if you're just into um, two-channel audio, you can get by without having a subwoofer. I like having a subwoofer with every setup, whether it's two-channel, home theater, but I've heard some great, like in my living room, I've got dual 10-inch woofers in my Klipsch RF7.3s, and so I bought those because I didn't want to buy a subwoofer for the living room. Um, okay, true confession. Wife said I can't have one. She said you got enough. You got enough bass in the theater room. Let's don't put one in the in the theater or in the living room. And I said okay, I can do with that. But I think Truth for five thousand five thousand dollars, man, you can get two nice size floor standing speakers, and I think you can get a nice sub, possibly two lesser subs, just depending on what you go with. Um, but I think, man, that's, that's a good budget for just two speakers and a subwoofer. And I think you can get yeah. some really, really good sound out of those. Um, so my vote, and even when you're looking at bookshelf speakers, you got to think too, Joe, you were mentioning that, you know, they take up a lot of space for four standing speakers. Well, if you think about a bookshelf speaker, for the most part, by the time you put it on a um, a speaker stand, you're going to take up roughly about the same floor space, unless you're oh. putting them on a shelf or, you know, on a cabinet or something like that. So de- it's debate time now. Yeah. So my vote, man. I I love floor standing speakers. Okay. Um, so what? So what I would I've also said what you said, Michael, which is. You know, why go with bookshelves? Because you will need stands and you're kind of mm-hmm. taking up about the same amount of space anyway, right? Yeah, correct. But what we're saying is, you know, full range is a little bit different. So I've had floor standing speakers 
mm-hmm. that don't go down to 20 hertz and below, right? Right. I'm saying in order to get that, you're going to have to go with some pretty mm. big speakers, right? They're going to be bigger, wider. And so mm-hmm. the other, my argument is um, where the subs, so essentially the subs, right? Or the woofers in the floor standing speakers are on the same, um, in the same location mm-hmm. as the mid range and, and the tweeter, mm-hmm. right? Now that location might not be the op- optimal place. What if it's the optimal place for stereo imaging, but not the optimal place? Uh, maybe you're getting some room modes, right? Maybe you have like a nasty dip in the response for the sub for the mm-hmm. you know in the lower frequencies. You don't have any options, right? You're kind of stuck there. That's kind of my yeah, argument yeah. there. And the other thing is, I'm kind of wondering what uh, you're comparing it to. So you said that you had some bookshelves that don't really. Mm-hmm. Uh, sound the same even with subs yeah what how big were those bookshelves right so were yeah i mean you're talking six and, and a half, half inch driver yeah six and a half inch drivers um i have had some um the klipsch rb81s um those have an eight inch driver i've owned the klipsch rb35s which also have an eight inch driver um the only small or the only bookshelf that i've heard that sounded amazing to me was it? It's a really old speaker. It's a Klipsch RB75. Um, huh. A lot of guys refer to it as a mini RF7. Um, it's a bad little sub. I mean, a bad little um, bookshelf speaker. Yeah, a lot of bottom end um, for a bookshelf speaker. Absolutely. So um, I would just say, yeah, I think it depends on how they blend, right? So mm-hmm. if those how they blend, if yeah. they if if those bookshelves can get pretty low, of course, I think the number is 80 hertz where it, the bass becomes omnidirectional, and so you sure. shouldn't be able to place it. But if it's crossing over higher than that, let's say you're at crossing over at 120, now you're asking a lot from that sub, yeah. right? And, and that's not going to be, you might be able to localize, okay, well, all right, it was at that speaker. Okay, now it's at that sub, mm-hmm. right? Versus yeah. if you cross it over lower, 80 hertz, I prefer 60 and below, right? Mm-hmm. If yeah. you can cross it over there, I think it's going to be pretty seamless. Mm-hmm. So anyway. Yeah. Just anyway, different philosophies. It's, it's fun, and it's I think to, to me too, it, it also depends on, you know, are you talking for home theater? Absolutely. Go with a subwoofer. Yeah. Ah, out of a yeah, doubt. Yeah. I see. You. Um, if it's for music, you don't have to go down to 20 hertz. Um, there are, you know, notes that play, especially with orchestral. Um, you get into pipe organs and things like that. They can get really low, about as low as my voice right now. <laughs> oh, no, not that low. Um, I'm doing, I'm doing the clip, the closeout Elacadante with the mounts, the stand mm-hmm. mounts, and yeah. I'm doing two SVS SB three thousands, and I'm under five grand. That's Woo-hoo. what I'm doing. That's what I'm done. saying, man. They're, I would, I would rock that all day. Done and done. Absolutely. Send me the link. Yeah, done and done. That's what I'm doing. Because those are some eights, right? Eight inch, eight inch with a six and a half active behind that you, passive yeah. eight inch. You would be a happy camper. Um, here's a uh, uh, boy. We're getting some youth men love on my channel. I love that. Oh, got a question here for youth men. Trying to pull up um a picture. I was trying to hunt for it. It says a while Go back you visited it. another guy's theater room and he had these large, SI I believe subs in mm-hmm. a. In an IB setup, mm-hmm. I've never heard IB before. How do they compare to standard enclosed subs? Sure. So great question. Appreciate the question. So, 
that theater actually belongs to um, a good friend of mine. He lives in Alabama, and so I'm in Florida. He's about 600 miles away, and he's the gentleman that built my front cabinet. Um, so Sean has a dedicated theater room, and he has four. Originally, he had two. Um, so they weren't the S-I. They were F as in Frank, I. Um, I think it was F-I. Yeah, F-I. So basically, they're car audio. I was going to say, they, FI is a car audio mm-hmm. brand. Okay. You got it. So let, me, let me pull up their website. FI uh, audio. See if I, there we go. Let me see if I can pull up the specs on that subwoofer. So it's under home theater. There we go. Okay. So let me pop back over here and I'll share my screen. have way too in, many. In the meantime... Yeah. Uh, when he's saying IB, is he talking about infinite baffle? Infinite baffle. Oh, infinite Ron, baffle. is that the same yeah. as a uh, open baffle or different? Oh boy, you got me off guard. You know, I don't think it is the same. I think it's, I think it's two different things. But I'm, I'm not that knowledgeable on that, so I, I don't know. Infinite right. baffle. Tell me when you see that, Ron. I got it pulled up there, bro. All right, so I'm on FI's website, and so over here under home theater, he has these IB three. Uh, I don't know if he has the version one or version two, but if I click on that, there's some beefy subwoofers, man. I mean, they are incredible. So he has the 18s. So it'd be this right here. So they're typically 365 bucks a piece. So they definitely are on sale. But if I click this. And all audiophiles just agree on, you know, high end budget audiophiles. And we all agree that a, a good looking sub is. Man, nice oh, to look at. Are this we all in agreement beast, with that? Man. For sure. Take a, take a look at this joker. I want to click on the specs. What do we got? Technical specs. You got to read it out loud because we got some people listening on a podcast. So. Oh, mercy. There's too many specs, man. What's a good one? That's a good uh, QTS. Okay. Um, See, a lot of this stuff is over my head. Uh, like okay. yeah, FS, it's the yeah. yeah. If you scroll down, your those are the useful ones there. Yeah. Now this right here, this X Max. So that's a spec that a lot of people understand. It's so that's travel. like the yeah, it's the distance that the like, kind of like the distance of the excursion. Yeah. So it'll travel thirty four millimeters one direction, one yeah. way. What is the so down here. Uh, okay, infinite baffle. Let's scroll down a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think is there anything it. that shows the frequency response? Nah, I don't see can it. Can it, sh- can it shake off my wife's clothes? That's what I want to know. Is oh, there any, dude. anything on there? This will <laughs> shake them off and put them back on. A, you know, <laughs> I'm telling you. So anyway, so back to... That's funny. All right, let me stop that. All right, so Sean has an IB setup, and so he has four... Um, now he has four of these. So they're facing each other. So you kind of think about building a box and the whole concept behind an infinite baffle. And the reason why they call it infinite is the front sound wave never meets the back sound wave. Mm. And so never on the never mm. yeah, because they're in two separate rooms. Mm. So what happens is the back of the wave. So think of the back of the, the driver yeah. is in his basement on the other side of the wall. Yeah. And then the, front side feeds into his room man i wish i could find i got, I got it yeah a photo um, i'm with you so it is different than yeah than open. Different, it, different than open baffle yeah yeah so it's called an infinite baffle and so some guys what they'll do is they'll 
um, they'll put it in an attic. You know? Oh wow! So they'll put the you know the back of the uh, the driver inside the attic. Yeah, and then the top of the the speaker you know is facing down. Yeah, um, or it's coming into kind of like a a port basically. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. So, but it's so maybe cr- it doesn't have that boxy sound. Uh, you know, all I can tell you guys is he's hitting single digits. That's wow. crazy. I mean, we're talking. I mean, I don't know exactly, but it's like nine nine that's, hertz, that's, eight hertz. That's be that is crazy. That is crazy. And, and just to put it in perspective, literally every single month he has to go around tightening the light light bulbs. He's had stuff upstairs fall off, like countertops and stuff. I mean, we're talking, this is shaking his foundation. Yeah. It's crazy the amount. And he's using a Behringer, I don't know, I know oh, something. Amp, that yeah. Crazy amp. Yeah. Man, yeah. You know yeah, what's tricky so about uh, Infinite but cool, Apple man. is uh, in car audio, it's referring to not having a box in the in the trunk. Right? Mm-hmm. If you were to mount uh, right. woofers like on the hatch. your yeah, onto the back panel, mm-hmm. and they consider that uh, infinite baffle, even though it's actually just using your trunk as a box. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yep. cool. Is that right. what they call open baffle, I guess Open you were baffle saying? is what Ron has, where okay. the, I think the waves eventually <laughs> do meet, right? They do, yeah. Because mm-hmm. it's okay. not, uh, the, the baffle's not big enough to completely block it. Gotcha. Yeah. So you're controlling it with other stuff like servos and stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ron? yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Cool stuff. Um, what else we got? Yeah, we got a, got a time time for a couple more here. I think I saw a question about the mica cables. These are it. These are it. These are it. Yeah, red and brown. Nice. Good evening, gentlemen. I am in the market for some decent, efficient mono blocks. I have been hearing lots of good things around the Crown Series amps. Any thoughts on these using with LRS Maggies? Um, I'm not familiar with the Crown stuff, but I will say. Based on what I do know about those, those would probably be a fantastic fit for Maggie's. You want to give those things as as much power as you can. So, uh, you guys want to take a crack at that? I haven't tried the Crown. Yeah. Okay. I think they're like made for like PA stuff or what? That's uh, what they're huge power. Crown, right? Crown is like pro audio stuff. I mean, yeah. you know, it used to you used to see it a lot in like. Uh, yeah. In actual theaters, like they were using a lot of the Crown stuff. I think that's what kind of got them on the map. You know, like when you go and see movies in the cinema, they were using Crown amps, but then it flooded into like the pro audio market and mm-hmm. you know, a lot of that stuff. So, yeah, a lot of guys use those with with DIY, especially yeah. on like subwoofers and stuff. How do you get started with room treatment? Any recommendations for covering a fireplace? You get started with room treatment by just jump diving right in. I mean, that's that's the honest truth. I think that treating the first reflection point, which I have. You know videos that talk about that that you can you can find. Um, uh, you know what? Email me, Ron at New Record Day, and I'll I'll link you the video. But um, the first ref- the first reflection point is the first point that the speaker is going to hit on the sidewall. Treating that with some mm-hmm. kind of absorption is what I would recommend first to get started, and then going from there is up to you. Um, and then I, I have a fireplace in here, and I don't treat it, to be honest with you. Um, but if you wanted to treat it, I would think that absorption would be the right approach. So any absorption in front of the fireplace that you can do is what I would I would suggest. And recommend. Now, Ron, do you think that the fireplace, like Sean, the same guy we were talking about, He's got this beautiful home theater, and the front whole wall is um, this beautiful custom stone brick, yeah. basically. And so, 
I'm kind of thinking that it could actually act as almost like a diffuser. To some if it's stone, extent. it will. Yeah, any because any hard there's surface. different levels, different textures. It's not flat. Sure. You know, when you got flat, you're going to get just nasty echoes. But yeah, sure. Um, mm-hmm. So maybe that. I mean, I don't know if you can actually put like I wouldn't want to put something over a fireplace. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's the whole point of a fireplace. It's beautiful. It's elegant. It's nice. Sure. It's cozy. And if you start throwing fabric on top of it with some insulation, you gotta yeah lose that element. So maybe just trying to my recommendation, maybe put it around it. You know, if you're concerned about that. But the first reflection points, you know, you can another to me a trick is is just use a mirror. So you can have if you <laughs> think about it this way, if you sit in your primary listening position, and you have somebody, your wife, a friend, take a mirror, even just a small one, put it on the wall. And then you start moving the mirror forward. Let's see if I can get in the camera. You start moving the mirror forward yeah. and backwards until you can see your speaker yep. in the mirror. Once you yeah. do that, that's the first reflection point. Yep. And that's where you want to put a panel there and the panel on the other side. Yep. Exactly. So that's that's like the easiest way to find it. Wow. Yep. I just noticed we just we're at an hour already. That went by so fast. It went by super and fast. We have a bunch of questions that we haven't even answered in the comments. It's just going way too fast. I think, Ron, eventually you're going to need to set up that super chat or something so we can kind of like, you know, answer certain questions that are, yeah. you know, prioritize certain things. But right now it's just too much. Yeah, I I, I think we should probably uh, get this wrapped up, to be honest with you. I want to be able to spend some time with my wife and get some dinner here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this was, uh, you know, this is a lot of fun. We want to do this, you know, we want to do this as often as we possibly can. Absolutely. And, this is not like a unique situation where this is just your one and only chance to get on here and chat with us. This is actually, um, I don't want to you know, speak for my guys, but I think that we're all in agreement. This is going to be like a thing that we're going to be trying to do as frequently as possible, even weekly if we can. Um, obviously, there's a lot of time constraints and we're all busy and we got lives and things that are going on, but it's important to us to reach out to you guys. And it's our way of really at the end of the day, it's our way of saying thank you uh, for watching all of, our, all of our videos and, you know, sharing our videos and supporting us. This is a way for us to interact with you. And that is really where our heart is in trying to take the time to do this. It's important to be able to interact with you guys. So you guys want to add anything on to you know, oh. that? Okay. Um, I would say that we are constantly changing whose channel we have this uh, what is this mm. podcast on? Yeah, right? hosted with. Yeah, whoever hosts, and we're doing that on purpose. We want you to subscribe to all our channels and hit the notification bell to be notified when we do. Because, like, for example, this one was just kind of spontaneous, right? Yeah. yeah. If you don't have notifications turned on, you're yeah. gonna be the guy in the comments later on. Oh man, I missed it. Uh, yeah. That's kind of how it goes. So it's on purpose. We want you to kind of follow all of us, and hopefully, you do. And yeah. um, next one will probably be Michael, right? He might host yeah. the next one. So yeah. I've hosted Chana, Ron, and then maybe Michael. So make sure to follow all of us. I'm sure Ron will um, link to all of ours in the description after yeah. this. Yeah, 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 for sure. Every everybody but Techno Dad, I'll, I'll definitely do. Yeah, I don't know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> Glad cool. he finally joined us. Michael, yeah, man. Anything? So. Nah, so we're just grateful, man. Honestly, we're grateful to hang out with you guys, and we know that your time is valuable. And so uh, we just want to be a resource to you, you know, combined our knowledge experience, but we also value your knowledge and your experience. So when you call in and you're able to share things, we all learn together. 
And I think that's the beauty of community. So yeah. appreciate you guys. Well appreciate said. you all. Thank you guys for joining us. And we'll see you on the next Daily Hi-Fi show. All right. Have a great night. All right. Good night, everybody.